Broadcasting live from the Forbidden Orchard on the plain of Kamigawa, it's Tap Tap Concede. Hi, I'm your host, Nelson, today, and joined with me are Kathleen Woohoo! and Wheeler. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Well, it's great to see you all here. Um, and it's great to be here, too, I guess. This is weird for me. And hi, I'm going to introduce our sponsors now. We'd like to thank Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com forward slash LRR, a place where you could buy cards. And we recommend you do so. They have super fast shipping, and they have always been great for us to deal with. If you let them know that we sent you and ask for a button, please, they'll get you a little one-inch button that says, in response to damage, I concede. Um, you can also, so you know, get singles from Card Kingdom anywhere in the world, and you can get sealed product that's not in standard anywhere in the world, but if you want the most recent sealed product, you've got to move to the States. Okay, we'd also like to thank you, everyone, over at patreon.com forward slash loading ready run for keeping us in tasty food and sunglasses and hair products and slick new summer threads and paying for our children's expensive boarding schools. What? I wish. I was daydreaming about sending my kids to boarding school <laughs> yesterday. I'm like, how many banks would I have to rob? <laughs> to send your kids to boarding school? Well, yeah, I was driving down the island from uh, camping on Cowichan Lake, and as I passed Shawnigan Lake, I'm like, oh, yeah, Hogwarts. I wonder if there's any chance that anyone I'm related to will ever go there. Oh, well, I would say nil, because <laughs> it's not real. No, but I mean the no, Shawnigan Lake School. Academy. Yeah, there's like one oh. of the one of the like fanciest schools in Canada is just up the island in like a little tucked away corner of Shawnigan Lake. I feel like the real the real expense for sending your kids to boarding school as soon as possible is not the boarding school, it's the therapy after. Mm. Mm. And you'd have to be as rich as Ian Fleming's parents Ooh. to send you to boarding school. Well, that's probably not going to happen. But what is going to happen is the three of us today are going to talk about the process of making punt counter punt. You're familiar with the PPR and, of course, the best 10 minutes of the PPR, that cute animated segment where Wheeler and I pretend to debate about the, the various merits of magic cards, but something weird always happens. Pret mm. Pretend. You've been seriously debating this whole time? But before that, we're going to talk about what else is going on in Double Masters, and uh, we're going to discuss the various um, merits of the cards in Double Masters that we've seen so far on the spoilers, uh, which ones are our favorites, which ones make it more attractive by the set, and which ones we think are just cool. Yeah, and which ones we're pumped to, to open uh, when we do the Double Masters pre-pre-release, which is coming up at the end of the week. That's right. Real oh soon. God. It's really? this Saturday. As It'll I'm, be in the description. A time of release. You only have to wait until the very next Saturday, a.k.a. this Saturday, to watch the PPR. Please watch the PPR. All right. And now I'm going to take my invisible scissors and cut through the beginning of the main part of the show. But first, I'm going to look back and say, how did I do? How would the intro go? That was my first one. You all came along for the ride. That was very smooth. Producer honestly. James gave me a thumbs up. I'll take it. I'm pretty sure Graham talks about what we're going to do first and then does the sponsors. But that's okay. So, Double Masters. What are we hyped for? Yeah. Double Masters 2. Double Masters. Double Double Masters Masters. Right. Yeah. The Canadian Double yeah. Masters. That's right. So it's double-double. We're, we're hyped for a lot of Tim Hortons jokes at the PPR, right? Where are we going to try to make sure we get at least one Tim Hortons joke in per round? I, I think we're like contractually obligated to, to remind people that we're Canadian, honestly. My my goal is to have at least half of the guests leaving with Bud 
in their uh, vocabulary, their lexicon now. Every time I walk out of this room, I'm going to let someone know that I'm just going out for a rip. Yeah, and I'll, but I'll be right back. Yeah, and if anybody does anything silly, we can be like, "Oh, you goofball, you goof." <laughs> if somebody calls you a goof in Canada or a goofball, it uh, either means that you know it's it maybe is a term of endearment or it's slang they picked up in prison. I'm not joking. Uh- <laughs> mm. Unrelated to the prison joke, is it too late to get Megan and Maria in as guests for the PPR? Darn! Every time someone They're puts Canadian on a Midwest adjacent. Canadian slash Minnesota accent, I think of I think of you too. Uh, okay, well I'll start. I have a list on oh. my telephone here. These are the cards for which I think it is exciting and uh, you know perhaps financially interesting for you to open booster packs of double masters. Let's start with an uncommon. We I don't think we've seen printed in a booster pack since modern masters. No other words afterwards. Oh, it's Path to Exile at Uncommon, and it's got the groovy gateway promo art. I forget the artist. Uh, <laughs> I can't read that. All of here. our eyes are bad. <laughs> well, it's also like eight point font. Dang, uh, ten Ra- is like it Raj? Ten, ten <laughs> no, no. feet away from I think us. The, I think it's Path to Exile. <laughs> Maybe producer James can tell us who the artist for this because, like, we're looking at a screen that's very far away. It's very uh, cool. It is Raph Sarmento. Thank hey. you. Thank you, Raph. Um, yeah, cool art. Sort of looks like the creature is leaving of their own volition. <laughs> right? And I like that for them. You path your own thing sometimes. In games, you're going to lose. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. 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 You always feel so good about it, like, yeah, now I'll have four mana. And then you untap, and you're like, no, I'm just dead no matter what happens. Anytime someone does that, it's the, like, I got a ramp. It's like, no. No. I think you're just, that's just an admission of defeat. If you path your own creature, untap, and class, cast Primeval Titan, sure. Yeah, that's, yeah. That has happened once. That's like three paths. It happened once, right? Probably. Yeah. That's like that's but that's like the kind of unusual once in a lifetime play that we put in a Friday night script because yeah. it's so ridiculous. Okay, so that's a good one. Moving on. Smothering <laughs> Tithe. Only the second printing ever for this card, I think. But Do you pay the two? Extremely quickly became a commander staple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh it's basically up there with Ristic Studies now where people have started cutting it from their decks because it's so good slash annoying slash paint target on you. Play uh, play a lot of mono white and commander and uh only certain decks get the smothering tithe just because it's like I don't want to I don't I don't want to do that. Yeah, you've got it. You know what? When you sleeve up the smothering tithe in your deck, you've kind of kind of also sleeve up the right player. Like you've got it. You got to like put your tight shirt on and be like, okay, we're really playing magic tonight. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. I've got to like remember to ask people if they pay the two every turn, and if you don't want to do that. You just don't. Yeah, and there's a certain play group who 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 wants to deal with that. And there's a certain play group who might have better things to do. <laughs> yeah, there's a. I, I read a really good quote on Twitter that was kind of towards like combo ish stuff, but also stuff like Smothering Tide that is just really taxing. Is uh, you know when you're playing Commander, uh, play with your friends, not with your deck. Sure. And it's just like oh. think of all the time all the time you spend being like, do you pay the two? Do you pay the two? Do you pay the two? You could instead be like, how's it going? Yeah. yeah. Hey, nice I like shorts. your haircut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. do you want a drink? <laughs> like, you know, you could just. I'm just it. going out for a rip. Can I bring you back a coffee? <laughs> yeah. I mean, as I've gotten older, it's weird to say as a magic player and a streamer, but as I've gotten older, I've started to like value my time a lot higher. I hear that. And it's just like, 
what am I doing here? Hey. All this time I could s- be texting my mom, I love you, <laughs> instead of this. And if you value your time and your friends and you want to see more Commander games like that, you should check out Elder Dragon Social Club. <laughs> wow. I know. Hell of a such plug. a shill. Next, uh, next time Kathleen's invited, we're just going to replace her with a billboard. Can we? And you, you can spend more time with your loved ones instead. Can, <laughs> Kathleen has a mental checklist of... Uh, Plugging every single thing. And well, once all no, she of them doesn't because she forgot to buy her mental checklist paper at store.loadingreadyrun.com. Oh, do you hear that? That's Beige being satisfied and he doesn't know why. <laughs> oh, no. I hate that sound. A gentle sigh that drifted down. Speaking of being satisfied, can we grab the alt art for this card? Ooh, because oh, is there a showcase frame? Yeah. So, oh, that's what they're called. So, like, they're yeah, like, showcase art, frames for seemingly, like, half the set. Okay. And so many wow. of them are from old school artists. Like oh, nice. this is Pete Venters. Pete yeah. Venters. Oh. And there's a bunch of RKF stuff. Richard Kane Ferguson. Oh, really? A bunch of drag. A couple of the dragons. Um, he did coiling oracle. Yeah. You and can get an RKF coiling oracle now. Yeah. It's wild. It, I saw. Mom, that. if you're watching, you've got my birthday present figured out. I thought it was fake. I was just like, why would RKF do a coiling oracle? No, that, that seems incredible. That's not like a. Car- I mean, it's a iconic card, but it's like not a card you would be like, okay, uh, Mister Ferguson, sir, can you do one more piece for us, just please? And he's like, okay, <laughs> I will. Throws a sword over his shoulder. Like right. I don't know. He's just. It didn't seem real right. at the time. It's like Coiling Oracle neither becomes a twenty twenty nor like attacks and then damages your opponent before blockers or whatever. You know, like those are kind of the cards we I don't headbang to Coiling Oracle. Right. I get it. Um it's not a big payoff. Yeah. Mind if I looks great though. Pitch another card Please? not to take over No, that's okay. I'll come back to my list after. Specifically yeah, yeah. the showcase version of Chaos Warp. Oh yeah, I was gonna talk about that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Now, not everyone is a fan of the Folio family and their art style, but I've been a longtime defender of the value of sort of the comic book, cartoony kind of comic relief art that Phil Folio and is it, it's Kaya, right? Kaya, Kaya Folio yeah. uh, have brought to the game. And this is Phil Folio's first piece back at Magic since oh, Mirage or like so- Weatherlight or something. It's That's been a while. Been a it's been a minute. But you know what? <laughs> it's perfect for this. It's I'll, fantastic chaos warp art. Also, could I draw people's attention to the fantastic flavor text? Confused but undeterred, the butterflies charged into battle. <laughs> That's a very good like attachment for folio art. Yeah, too, yeah, you know. Sometimes you can be a little bit goofy. The brief, I, it's yeah, fun. I feel like the they probably knew whoever was art director for the set knew that like this w- could be a home run, and it really delivered. Right, like we can give this this art description specifically to Phil Folio. And get a banger like this, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's like, it's important to remember. Like, yes, magic is a serious game. You're asking people to pay the two all the time. There's triggers to remember, <laughs> you know. But also, like, it's supposed to be a fun game. And I think having a little bit of comic relief, a little bit of lighter stuff, then puts the dark stuff into more relief, right? Yeah. You know, when you have a range of things. So I think it's important. Yeah. Uh, Obnick's list doesn't seem half as scary without... Uh, you know, Obnixless's cousin taking a bath in a nice, comfortable Ice Age Sulfurous Springs, right? <laughs> Got that art on my wall. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, the, like, chasm between, like, how much designers and developers care about fun and how much pl- your, like, players, or at least the, you know, enfranchised or terminally 
Twitter online right. players care about fun is huge. Yeah. And like it probably should, you know, kind of. Yeah, it's easy to forget that like the game drew you in with the fun stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, it's a game. No, no art pun intended. <gasps> yeah, it's just like somebody plays their RKF Dragon. They take themselves very seriously with their like, you know, I'm the Bone Lord right. dot deck. And you're just like, haha, butterflies. <laughs> uh, moving on, we've got Teferi's Protection. Uh, this has been printed as a judge foil, but otherwise only in... It was a commander set, right? Yeah. It was like a small... 2017. Like an old commander set. 2018. Yeah, yeah. like, a, like a, one of the first few. Um, really popular in commander, just sort of like kind of along the lines of cancel. You know, just like a straightforward answer to like, are you going to die? Okay, don't die. <laughs> um, and yeah, a lot of people like playing this one. It's Ooh. it's less of a feel bad, I think, than a smothering tithe. Ooh, and another Is very that cool... Is and his daughter? That's what I heard, yeah, on Twitter. Nyambi? Yeah, yeah. Nambi or Nyambi. Um, but taken, you know, quite a bit apart in age, I guess, or time uh, from... Sorry, there was also a secret layer of Teferi's Protection, too, with uh, with a young Nyambi, right? Yeah. yeah. Somebody, somebody tweeted that one, so thank you for that. Um, but yeah, very hot card. Nice to see it. We've got... I- Go I have ahead. one dumb card. Uh-huh. I am excited that Deep Analysis is back. Awesome. Just for the memes. Okay. Look, it's something I, I can't, like I said, like this is the kind of thing that, you know, goes into a Friday Nights. <laughs> Actually, I guess it's never been in Friday Nights, but. <laughs> but, it, but it needs to now. That's yeah. so, they have the flavor text of the OG one, because the original one oh, from yeah. Torment had like cephalids working on a masticore yes. head. Yeah. And the flavor text was, this specimen seems to be broken. Right. And they got rid of this one because, I don't know, I think your average magic player was like, what's a cephalid and what's a masticore? Yeah, what's going on in this <laughs> yeah. So uh, they brought it back. The, the artist from the dual decks, Ajani versus Knuckle Bolas, mm-hmm. but the dual decks flavor text had something different. It was like, I don't know, Nickel Bolas saying something evil. Bolasy. Yeah. Ah, uh, no fact escapes me. Why do you think you can? <laughs> I don't know. The specimen seems to be, appears to be broken. Is like very good flavor text, honestly. Yeah. yeah. It was like a cool in joke too, because like the designers know that like broken is a way that players describe a card that they think is really strong and powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is funny to think that attributed to Masticore. That's uh... well, Mas- the first Masticore was really good and had yeah. a bunch of tournament play, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. I imagine, s- imagine. <laughs> I still feel that. Yeah. Like I'll look at it and think about it for Canadian Highlander and be like, I mean, yeah, I could probably get away with playing it, right? Yeah, it's fine. It's a four drop. Um, <laughs> the uh... are we doing this on purpose? Hmm? We both just change our legs. At oh, the same do you know time. you don't know about the TTC leg thing? No. What's a TTC leg? Well, yeah, during the show, you're going to subconsciously rotate which leg is pointing towards which, and usually we'll do it around the same time so that you're like lined up with your co-hosts. Oh, no, no I'm doing that. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, literally, I think Wheeler and I literally just moved our legs at the same time. My yeah. ankle was getting stiff, though. Yeah, I'm just doing a basic instinct thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, it's a basic instinct to, like, switch my leg. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, that's important. Um... Okay, so moving on, we've got a trio of counter spells that you can't usually find in a set. There's Force of Negation. This might actually only be the second printing for Force Negation. Uh, Was it in something? 
was in <laughs> Modern Horizons. Modern Horizons <laughs> and Double Masters too. Yeah. Um, great card. Very popular in modern. James. Uh, oh, sorry. I I, no, I was just going to say. Go ahead. Yeah. To make it easier on James, every time a card comes up, if there's showcase art, Wheeler wants. To I'm see gonna it. need to. T- I'm gonna need to talk about a nice Hildebrand piece. Yeah, it's yeah. a nice Hildebrand piece. Oh yeah. Also, just nice strike and a pose. Yeah, I like the idea that you can counter someone's wicked spell with just like doing Disco Inferno. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a dab, too. It's like we're we're dabbing downwards, sort of. Dabbing right? downwards? Dabbing downwards is going to be the name of the next uh, podcast we start. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tales of magic players failing miserably. It's important when you're <laughs> writing jokes that you don't dab downwards. Yeah, I no. just assumed dab downwards was a new yoga pose. Yeah, the, downward dab. Uh, the downward dab. Downward yeah. dab. That's how they get the new generation into yoga. Yeah. Isn't the lotus position bussin'? <laughs> <laughs> there's there's only two groups of people nowadays that are dabbing. Uh there's uh elder millennials mm-hmm. and the children of elder millennials because i have seen six-year-olds dabbing while dropping penelope off at school that's great <laughs> that's awesome so that's kind of they're only going to be dabbing until high school though yeah. if, if we have that long right <laughs> um mana drain also available in this Ooh. set now this card's been fr- printed a few times now although not that long ago it was only got its second real printing besides like a promo foil or something so Still still a very hot card. Oh, yeah, this is a really interesting... Is it Chris Kovacs? Chris Chris Lucas? No. Uh, Chuck Lucas. Chuck Lucas. Apologies, Chuck. That's a good name. It is a good name. For like a name with two... Like a full name with two first names? That's a great combo. Uh, yeah. Actually, L-U... Wait, L-U-K-A-C-S is how you spell the last name, so... Lucas? Is it Lucas? I'm not entirely There's sure. There's a second... CK sound. It might Lukax? be Lukax. Lukax? Or Lukax. Well, Chuck, I hope we're at least saying your first name correctly as we've clearly butchered your last name at some point or another, maybe all of the times. But thanks for painting this beautiful mana drain. If you know how to pronounce that person's name, please let us know in the comments. We're not going to read them. We're not going to learn anything. We won't change our behavior. But I think it's important that you engage with the YouTube algorithm for my own purposes. Yeah. Also, uh, if you want to let us know your favorite fancy dessert, if you don't feel like trying to figure out how to pronounce this name, let yeah. us know your favorite fancy dessert that you're going to go get yourself after you get mana drained completely out of a game. When yeah. I was 19, I had a chilled mango soup, Ooh. and it's the best thing I've ever eaten, and I've never been able to find anything similar I've to it I've never heard since. of that, yeah. Oh, my God. It was so good. Like ma- mango like pureed with coconut milk or something? It must have been. It it was just life-changing. When you were 19, you sure this wasn't a dream? I thought positive. All right. So long ago, though. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Okay, I forget the third one. What's the other third expensive counterspell that's in the set? There's Mana Drain, there's Force Negation, and there's another really good one, right? Isn't there a third really good one? No. Uh, We've been thinking of Mana Vault. Well, there is Mana Vault. Maybe I was thinking of Mana Vault and got Mana Drain... And Mana Vault confuses the second uh, counter spell. So, Mana Vault is also in this set. And the, yeah, this art we've seen before. It was first on MTGO, but then has already been in the modern, not on Modern Horizons, mm-hmm. but another master set, yeah. I think. But then this new art is so cool. It's um, a Steve Prescott. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so Steve giving us some like mana vault on the plane of Capanna kind of vibes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like how someone was like, what is this for? What, what, why do you have to pay for it? And it's like, oh my goodness. Oh, you sweet summer child. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Now we did, sorry, we did mention this one on our previous Arts TC, so I'll, I'll, I'll go on. Like, just to have a, like a, a solid, this is what Nelly thinks you should be happy to open. We already did talk about Damnation and Imperial Seal, although I mentioned it briefly, like Imperial Seal is sort of the biggest reprint in this set. This is, is the second printing of Imperial Seal besides a Judge printing, and like Judge foils are extremely limited. So they don't affect the supply that much. But this one will mean that you get to get an Imperial Seal mm -hmm. very affordably. Um, whereas currently Imperial Seal is like, I don't know, it's probably, is it like this top 300 most expensive cards or something like that? Uh, it might yeah, it's pretty, top, it's, pretty it's pretty expensive right for, now. For like, you know, uh, uh, getting rid of stuff from beta that is just expensive because it's Yeah, like for no reason or whatever. Yeah. But like just, pure you know, lace or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think of this showcase? Uh, I kind of wish they kept, I mean, I like Mark Tadine's work, but I kind of wish they kept the, you know, the source material. Sure. Jesus. Kept it, you know, still the Imperial part. Right. But I get it. I get it. I mean, there's, they're in an ornate room. Like oh this. yeah. Give me that P3K. <laughs> I looked up how much okay. that P3K Imperial Seal is on cardkingdom.com, the home of singles. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, and it is U.S., Fourteen hundred dollars. The judge is like half that, but still, I gotta say, and judge is the same art, although it's like foil and not first printing. I don't mean this as a humble brag, but as someone that has been playing, has owns an imperial seal and has been playing with the card for like a decade, uh, it's really bad. Yeah, it's like, not it's good. Just not I also, a good match. I also card. own one. We had it on the points list for the longest time, or do we still? It's still there. It's still one, it's one point, point, right? But we had it the same value as, as vampiric seal for a while, yeah. or vampiric tutor for a yeah. while, and. Uh, yeah, eventually the the seal haters, which is pretty much everyone who's cast Imperial Seal in Highlander, <laughs> they, just, we won out and got the one of the points removed. It's yeah. so bad. I like if you're comboing in Commander, you want it for cube or whatever. That makes sense. Yeah, it has a place. It's just just know that like yeah. One once I I'm waiting for the disappointment. This yeah. card stinks. Be excited to open it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be excited to open it. Put it in your deck. Find out how much it sucks. Sell it if you can. That's like that's going to be the life of Imperial Seal, unfortunately. Um, Damnation also in the set. We don't have to talk about. It. Doesn't have new art, but it's a good one. Been there. reprinted like oh is more there recently? is there showcase art for it actually? No, I no, don't know. I don't know. think so. Okay. Oh, there oh. is. Oh, dip. I hadn't seen this yet. Is it Kev Walker? Oh my Looks like god. It. No, it doesn't look no. like that. Ian, Ian, Mi Ian Miller. Ian Miller. Ian Miller. Sorry, I just saw the like L E R. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to read the. Farm. We can't read these cards from here. I know they're like as big as our faces for you, but uh, the screen, the monitor's really far away. I from think us. the Sorry. artist is named Two X Two. I think the artist's name might be Sorcerer. That's really. I mean, yeah. a lot of these. cards... This is a cool like idea of hell, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of these cards are just like, just keep reprinting them. Yeah, they like, will, come on. Yeah, If you have a fancy version, it'll still stay pricey. It's true. It's true, actually. If you're already holding an Imperial Seal and you don't have, like, a, one of the expensive ones, it's still going to be pretty expensive just because people want the old ones, too. Or Mana Drain. Yeah, like same a, with Mana Drain. You can Legends now get a Mana Drain for, like, 35 bucks US or whatever, Which 30 bucks US. Yeah. And the OG one is still, like, 150 170 or something. Yeah. Like, Legends English. Yeah, so I own a Judge Foil. I suspect my Judge Foil goes down in price a bunch, but it'll still be, like, a, a lot of yeah. money. You know, I, I was given it. Like, I'm not complaining. S speaking of a lot of money in P3K, uh -huh. 
Can we talk about Warrior's Oath? Let's talk about Warrior's Oath for a hot second. What's a Warrior's Oath, Wheeler? Well, Warrior's Oath is a two-mana sorcery originally printed in Portal 3 Kingdoms that says take an extra turn after this one, and at the beginning of that turn's end step, you lose the game. But the P3K version, like the the one we have on screen for the mm-hmm. viewers, uh, the Double Masters, first time it's printed, the P3K English version is like 500 bucks or 350 bucks or something. It was my favorite reminder text in all of Magic. You don't lose if you've already won. Yeah. Nice. And That's like, really important. That's a good mindset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Play to win, not play to. That'd not be like lose. a cool like tattoo in a foreign language. That trend's gone. I know. You don't lose if you're already. If, if you've, you've already, already won. Y D L I Y. H A T. Yeah, it's like just as good. At, on one set of knuckles, have focus on what you're doing right now, and then on the other set have uh, you don't lose if you've already won. Yeah. This this is a card that when people play with it, they don't care when it's bad. Like you know what right. I mean? Like it's just the final fortune style cards, the you take an extra turn but you lose. They're so cool. Yeah. They're so much fun. And like you don't even have to do Sundial of the Infinite thing. You can go out in a blazing glory if you really want to. There, yeah, blazing glory. Or is chance that, of glory, I guess. Chance of glory, exactly. There's chance of glory. They they make this card at three mana now. They put it in standard sets. There was one <laughs> yeah. in, in Guilds of Ravnica, and there was one in uh, Cal... No. Crimson Vow. Was there one in Crimson Vow, too? Alchemist Gambit. Alchemist Gambit. That's right, that's right. There was Alchemist Gambit. And, no, I'm thinking of the other one from... Sorry, Nicol Bolas, Egyptian-looking plane. Amonkhet. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Amonkhet. Uh, uh, out no right there's a three man yeah on. there is two and a red and i can't remember what I'm trying the... to do the artwork yeah i can't remember what the glorious condition is end glorious yes, end. glorious end lock it in good answer survey says what? james show us glorious end thank you yeah oh right it's an instant this yeah this is this one has the cool upside that it's actually like a time stop yeah. Like you get to you get to like take away your opponent's card they would draw mm-hmm. and then have one more turn. Mm-hmm. Or counter their spell and then have one more turn. Yeah. If they got spell on their turn. Um okay, so that card is sweet and cool and good and exciting. Continuing on our, our run of stuff we already talked about before, Dockside is back, uh, and the monkey is on a boat instead of not on a boat, but it's it's a new groovy looking goblin. For Dockside Extortionists, all the Commander players know about this and are excited about Array. I don't know if we mentioned Allosaurus Rider already, but that card was only in Jumpstart, and now is going to be in regular booster packs. I can't remember if it got downshifted to Rare. That'd be nice for the Elf community. Mm, I think it might still be Mythic. But it might still be Mythic. Even just being Mythic, but in a regular um, a regular booster pack is good news. Mm-hmm. And all like like all reprints. Bloom Tender is also in the set. I don't actually know if Bloom Tender was an exciting or a really expensive card, but it's I know it's been an old card. It's been printed sure. very few times, right? This might only be the second time, or maybe it was in a uh, third commander printing. set. Is there was it in another booster pack set? Maybe I want to say Modern Masters 2017. Okay, but it's got Whoa. a cool showcase art by Scott M. Fisher. I think I can read that correctly. Yep. Fancy. It is fancy new art. I like what I like what they've got going on there, and. She looks great in that dress. I, you think I could pull off a collar like that? Uh, I think so. Maybe not in like that fabric. I think you'd need something a little like stiffer. 
Yeah. So maybe that's not like summer wear. Maybe that's more no. of a fall collar. Starch up. Yeah. <laughs> you know the '80s Dune and like the uh, the Spacers Guild have those like weird collars that go like all the way up to their ears or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd wear I'd wear one of those outfits for Halloween. Um, Concordant Crossroads was just in a secret layer, but it's also <laughs> in this set. So good news. If you missed that secret layer, you can get it at Mythic in this booster pack set. Oh, that's and nice. So th- there's somebody at Watsy that's just pushing these out. Mm-hmm. Also, I wanted to say there must be somebody at Watsy who's like a big fan of Warrior's Oath just because they keep they keep making more of them now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then lastly, two, two uh, cycles, uh, one small and one bigger. It's the Eldrazi Titans. They've been in a few sets, but people still want them. And, you know, they're still good good opens. So you can find Emrakul the Aeon's Torn or Ulamagar Kozilek. Um, I don't know that they got any new art. They d- I think they... No. Yeah, look. they have showcase art. Do they have showcase art? Yeah. Emrakul looks like a giant mushroom. Oh, right. Emrakul is a Kevwalker. No, I remember now from looking at it. Yeah, there's, an Emer- uh, there's a Kevwalker. Emrakul looks super sweet. Ah. Check that out. It somehow conveys the motion a little bit better, right? Like the the new new Emrakul art looks like Whoa. she's popping out and coming out. Oh yeah, that Ulmogar is terrifying. Uh, and lastly, some cards from the first Commander set. It's Animar, Teriel, uh, Kalia, a bunch of really hot commanders. Fire Song and Sunspeaker, or whatever their names are. That actually was a promo from another set, but that's that's in a booster pack set for the first time, I think. That. Uh, Fire Song and Sunspeaker was was it the promo card you get for buying Dominar, a box Dominaria? Yeah, yeah really. buy a box promo. Um, I've never played this card. Maybe it's good. I bet it'd be totally fine in draft. Yeah, they're cool as a commander. Okay, those that's pretty much all the rares and mythics I wanted to talk about. Wheeler, are there any other rarities that you wanted to make mention of? Uh, I mean, I got some popper stuff i we mostly covered the cool i just like the art i'm here for the art i guess the summer yeah. bloom that's the okay i mean that's the only real one i'll pass the floor to kathleen after i gush about summer bloom get mm. it really good with gush mm-hmm. mm. i like that's it. nice new art though slam yeah, dunk just yeah. a slam dunk also very weird like they, they printed i mean they have bounce lands in this set yeah so you could just like Amulet, well, you can't amulet Titan because there's no amulet or Titan. There's no amulet or Titan, <laughs> but, but there's bounce land. But, but you have Summer Bloom plus one bounce land equals Dark Ritual, right? Or a little better, right? Like say you untap on turn two, you play your second land. It's it's a basic. You tapped your two basics in Summer Bloom, and now you can play three more lands. But so you, you play your bounce land. Yeah. Bounce your other land. And then you play, play your second again. bounce land and bounce your land. Yeah. And then you play your... If you have two bounce lands in hand, you can get your first base back on the table with your two... It's not Dark Ritual, two. sorry. It's more like... It's more like Worn Power Stone. I was going to say, watch this line of play coming to some sort of scripted <laughs> MTG product from our offices. Yeah. Because, like, once again, I feel like that's... You have Summer Bloom and two bounce lands in hand on turn two... Yeah, You're, it really isn't the same without Amulet. <laughs> That's kind of a good bit. It's just like person who is like other people think they're going infinite, but they're just spinning their wheels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just like after like five minutes, like, am I am I just dead? I'm like, ah, I'll get there. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm gonna go out for a rip while you <laughs> while you deal with this. In my head, when I was like dark ritual, I was thinking about having amulet in play. So that's probably a good bit too, where you're just like, okay, this works, right? I got lands and a bounce land in hand, and and summer bloom. I can like go off and cast a titan, right? Mm-hmm. And then y- you try to, and your opponent's like, wait, what's happening? And then they call a judge, and you explain to the judge, and the judge is like, you don't have an amulet of vigor in play. Or in your deck. Yeah. Judge of my defense, I Or in this format. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Well. Well. The three of us are here. Yeah. So, Kathleen, how did Punt Counterpunt start? Well, there was this thing that was... The, there was a panini happening. There was a panini. And we needed content to go between rounds because we were doing everything remotely which required quite a bit more change over time than we had previously. Like previously, we just like run an ad break while like three people left the room and three different people put on microphones and came in, right? So it did not take long to change over rounds between in a in a PPR. Um, but that uh, doing that in three minutes was very ambitious for the remote PPR. So we kind of had to come up with a bunch of new things to do. And also we had to come up with new things to do that uh, could be completely done remotely. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, I don't know how the idea, the, I think the germination of the idea is that you guys had previously done like these jokey debates and it's like, what if we turn that into a thing? What if I insert myself in some way, even though I have nothing to contribute to the actual debating and then if I may, Oh yes, please go ahead. Uh, the original idea was to make like a magic equivalent of it goes with any kind of sports and probably some political like shows as well. But like there's this style of sports TV where you have like one moderator and then you have a person on one side and a person on the other side. And they're just like debating a single topic. Uh, I, I went with like the basketball commentators that do it and they're just talking out their ass. (laughs) But they're all like, it's usually just like they're either, you know, uh, analysts or uh, former like players or scouts or whatever. Um, But it's people who are informed and know what they're talking about. And realistically, the point of those things are also to fill time. Yeah. In a broadcast. And they're also very stubborn. There was you got to be really confident, right? So there was I've always likened it to um, an old bit on The Daily Show um, called Even Steven. Okay. Do you it, did any of you watch this one? So I this was seen the Daily Show, but I don't. Remember this was this was it. twenty years ago, okay. like when Stewart originally took over, and this was Colbert and Carell, okay, oh, the wow. two Stevens, and they would basically each take an opposite position and kind of go back and forth. And what you guys do is so close to what that was, and I've always sort of likened it to that, which I thought was neat. Oh. Nice, unintentional. Yeah. <laughs> I I was just I thought we were doing some version of magic the panelists which is a show that you had produced so many times and like uh wasn't around and hasn't been around during the the panini right yeah (laughs) during the panda express we haven't had as much panelists uh, but this was something we could do where it was you know with just two of us uh, and and with the editing, we kind of like managed to put together something that feels a bit like a panel show. Yeah, and it's sort of my favorite approach to like creating content for us, which is what is what I call scrim provised. Mm. Like, there's some talking points, 
It's like, oh, these are the notes we want to hit. But it's not like you guys have a script you're reading off unless it's very specific. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, uh, There's you been know. a few scripted moments, right? Yeah. For, yeah. Like, we need, to, we need to do this because then this needs to happen, like, narratively. Right. Uh, I'd say the high point for scripting was the new Capenna punt counterpunt because all of like that, like typically I'll like write, I write my opening remarks like, you know, and my negging the audience and stuff like that just because it slows the process down to try and improvise that kind of delivery. Like it's just, you know, doesn't need to be back and forth, but like Nelson and Wheeler just have at it and I just cut it down to like the best parts and, you know rearrange a few things so everything flows nicely i think my favorite ones for like structure which if for whatever reason gun to our head we had to replicate like go off the same kind of ish formula is just either the afr one or the like crimson vow oh we got married we got married at the end (laughs) they like they both start out relatively normal with something surrounding them and then it's just Either incompetence or insanity. Just, yeah, exactly. But like a gas leak. I really like, liked the AFR. I will one. go. Yeah, yeah, I will go back and listen to the AFR one, and it's just you can hear in our voices how much we are like laughing at the thing or enjoying ourselves in the stupid bits. Oh. So yeah. if you haven't seen it in the AFR uh, pun counterpunt, we start off debating cards, but then quickly the debate turns into us going on a dungeon crawl like we're we're playing a game of D at the time and so like anytime we sort of break the form that's how we have fun with it but like that breaking of the form is scripted like we we come up with the idea for that and then we hash out how we're going to do it but then we go into the recording and we take a bunch of uh tilts at improvising our bits and then kathleen kind of like has an hour long that's not always an hour, no, but like it's, it's like at least a half an hour. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there of like this big long track of everyone doing their improvs, and then she has to kind of like get in there with her scalpel and turn it into what you hear. I, it's basically kind of what we do for the panelists, except like the panelists because it's like done multi-camera and stuff like that. Like you have like you know you can cut back and forth and sort of rearrange things and you know sort of play with the reality of the bit a little bit and like make people sound very erudite and cut out flubs and everything and like when you do it audio only it's like you get so much control over it like i will frequently stitch to get because like sometimes it's like the beginning that was great but then you sort of like had a, a stumble in the middle where you like sort of misspoke a word so take that again but like if the beginning of that of the first take was really strong, I'll Frankenstein them together. And sometimes you can Frankenstein them together in a word, like while um, the word is going. Um, uh, so, you know, so it's like completely seamless and stuff like that. Uh, we can't do that in real life, unfortunately. If, if I could make one improvement to punt counter punt, I'd love it if we could actually have it just be like an animated cartoon, maybe like a flash animated, like flappy lips kind of Homestar Runner thing. Mm. But that's a little bit beyond our technical expertise mm-hmm. currently. Maybe that's Featherweight's one wish for uh, for punt counter punt too, just so he could be a full time job for him instead of an occasional gig. I mean, the problem is that we have a fairly short turnaround time for producing these <laughs> things too, because yeah. like. It's not like we get the set information a lot earlier than you guys do, right? We get it a little bit early because we need to start like putting together the PPR, but it's not like we know weeks or months in advance, which is typically that like months is more of the animation timeline, right? <laughs> so it's a little bit hard, but uh, you know, 
I don't know. My favorite, my, I think the AFR one is my favorite one. I never want to do one as complicated as the new Capenna one again, no. because like that was like, how many writing meetings was that? The new Capenna one really came together. <laughs> but yeah, we, we had, I think we had three meetings that we thought were going to be our final meeting. Like we met and we're like, okay, okay, let's do that. We just got to hash this one more bit out and then we're going to record, right? Yeah, yeah. And then 45 minutes later it was like, Okay. Hey, what what's your Saturday like? <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, that's because it's like t- we don't typically go in being like, all right, here's what we're gonna do this time. It's like you know when we did the AFR one, it's like I don't know. Okay, here's the cards. How do we want to do it? And it's like sort of as a group come to the idea of why don't we turn this to a D D adventure? That sounds like a great idea. Oh, you guys could go down into the cellar. You could like find this and like you know the cards are there and stuff like that. We sort of like all agree on it. And the problem is with the new Capenna one, it's like we could do it as like a whole thing. We could you know have you know Nelson on a quest maybe like it took a very long time to get the whole I guess frame story decided upon like it was a definitely a couple of meetings and then like you know sort of realizing that to hit the notes that we wanted to on the parody it had to be very specific wording it had to be written out a lot in advance like I actually had to like I did like I would say a first pass on the scripting for that then I asked Graham I, I read everything to Graham he gave me some feedback and then I brought it back to Nelson Wheeler who gave me then more feedback and like the script went through several iterations to get it as like detailed and solid as it was Right, you know, and then like I did that for a scripting pass based on brainstorming sessions we had for like, we'll do this, we'll go here, these are the kind of references we're going to make, and then, and then, and then, like it was very yeah. detailed. It was like writing, you know, I said at the time, this is as, this ta- this is taking as long as it would take to write a full episode of Friday Nights. Like and- in the Kamigawa one for reference, we just knew that we wanted to be at an onsen. <laughs> yeah. And then we were going to debate cards. But also just like make jokes about how relaxed we are, oh. and that one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just so many takes of like, ah, <sighs> this card's way better than that. Yeah, yeah. I really, really wanted to do just like a big like, oh yeah, like the like <laughs> oh, stretch out as hard as we can sort of thing. And the, I, pro- the problem is with no visual or right, like visual of what you're doing in that. Some of those like relaxed moans kind of sound like other kinds of yeah, moans. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it wasn't I, that kind of onset. Yeah. I usually judge, like I have a good idea of like how well a punt counter punt is going to go. I mean, the reception has been overwhelmingly positive, but constantly people say it's their favorite part of the PPR and whatnot. Not to brag. Um, but I, I, I like get a good feel like, oh, people are going to love it is if my husband tells me to shut the door <laughs> <laughs> while we're like recording. Which, you're annoying keeper, yeah, spoilers. I'm sure I'm sure yeah. he did that for the one you get to see this weekend. Or just like the first <laughs> look he gives me as I get out of the office is just right. like, it's like, oh yeah, people are going to like that. <laughs> really, this is going to mean something to these people. If he's like thinking back the years, like was this the right call? And just like yeah. looks you up and down and shakes his head. Then it's like... Yeah, it's just yeah. thankfully we're coming. Get the high fives in chat this time. Right? Yeah. yeah, thankfully we're coming up on a decade. So it's like there's that sunk cost fallacy yeah. <laughs> doing a lot of heavy lifting. Uh, uh. It's okay. You got, you know, 360 other days yeah. of the year that you're not recording that show that you can make it. Up to him, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. My, my, our marriage vows <laughs> specified yowling. So. <laughs> Well, I don't really. Yeah, (laughs) I was gonna say, if you would like to yowl with delight at 
the cards that you've just purchased arriving sooner than you expected Ooh. and you you know want to open them up and get to play with them i recommend shopping for cards at cardkingdom.com forward slash lrr that affiliate code lets them know we sent you and you can ask for a little one inch button that says uh in response to damage i concede and they'll get that to you and their shipping has been known to be so quick that you will make noises that make your husband scowl uh and murmur <laughs> Um, we'd also like to thank everyone over at patreon.com forward slash loading ray run for helping us with everything we do um, keeping us in fine silk threads um, frankincense and uh, the finest spices keeping our uh, our shelves stocked with different kinds of coffee mugs that we can uh, drink from on all our shows Myrrh. Myrrh. A lot of myrrh. Myrrh, yeah. We're, yeah. We don't we're, quite we're ha- crazy for myrrh here. I don't know if we have a run. gold tier on the Patreon yet, we have but zero. maybe. Like, it's just, please give us money, right. and we will make content. <laughs> we have the laziest Patreon in the world, and I'm amazed that it works, but you know what? Thanks yeah. for supporting us. I'm I appreciate a, it. I'm of the mind that laziness doesn't exist, and this is just flexibility to the donor. So yeah. thank you very much for, for uh, all that you do. Um I'd also like to thank Heather for editing these and getting these up and James for running tech. Of course, Wheeler and Kathleen for being here. I'm Nelson and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.